This is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling. And now, from Stage 21 at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando Resort, it's total nonstop action wrestling impact. Hello and welcome to the Impact Zone podcast. I am your guest host, Daniel, from the Wrestling Newspaper podcast. Enough about me. I'm going to introduce you to the man of the hour, the big man down in Stainstown, the resident of Heathrow Airport, the head honcho of the Impact Zone podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sean. Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm good, guys. How are you? Yeah, absolutely brilliant, Sean. Right, so... What I want you to do now, tell us, what is the Impact Zone podcast? What are we doing? So we're going to be going through the TNA podcast, podcast, TNA pay-per-views, starting all the way back at Victory Road 2004. Yep, and we're going to run through all these pay-per-views until one of us either dies or we just have enough. And I'm guessing having enough could be the first thing that happens. But, Sean... Why do you like TNA? Big, tough question to start off with. I wouldn't say I like TNA. <laughs> yeah, it was like good when... Some good childhood... Yeah. Teenage memories of TNA. Yeah. Maybe not good when you watch back. But were you... We're going to start, obviously, with Victory Road. Um, were you watching at this time? Or when did you start watching? Um, I probably didn't really know about TNA until a couple of years later. Probably like 2006, 2007. Right, I was lucky. Look at you. Um, but I, I, I didn't know when it was on, so I just used to catch it if I was sorry flicking through the channels. Yeah, I, th- I think it was on like a week delay in England. I yeah. think. So I always used to have to wait for to be able to watch it. But I think I started watching um, about two weeks after this pay-per-view. My first pay-per-view that I watched was Turning Point. And I remember thinking that it was really good. But luckily I missed this one. But... So, anyway, Sean, what were you doing in November 2004? So, I would have been in year six. So, I would have been 11, 10, 11 years old. 10 or 11 <laughs> years old. No, I, I would have been year nine. So, for you American listeners out there, that's basically, I don't know. I don't know what it is to you guys, but it's Ninth about, grade. I was about 13, 14, something like that. And to be honest, I was probably just being a complete loser. No friends, nothing, watching wrestling. Not much has changed 14 years later. But anyway, right, so did you did you, did you you enjoy watching this show, Sean? Do you know what I mean? It was fun, wasn't it? It wasn't the best show. Yeah, but it, it, it was. wasn't the best show, but it was a fun show to watch. I was, I was, yeah. ent- I was entertained. Yeah, it was one of them shows. It's like one of them shows it wasn't... Do you know what I mean? It wasn't the best show, but it was really, it was pretty entertaining. I have, I've never wrote as many notes for a show in my entire life, put it that way. Not that I take notes because I'm too good for that. But <laughs> anyway, so right, let's get into the pay-per-view now. We've introduced you to Sean. As I say, Sean, I know Sean, he's Mr. WCW. There isn't nothing this man doesn't know about WCW. So did WCW like lead, sort of lead into TNA? 
Yeah, so TNA went, uh, WCW went in February 2001, I think late 2001, early 2002, there was like a, a shit TNA that someone tried to promote, it was called like, XWF, and that, right. and that pretty much had all of the mid-card and some more. That only lasted like one season and then Jarrett opened up TNA in 2000 in late 2002 and this is just like the tail end of the early days of it yeah so they had like two years didn't they before yeah. before they started but before they like launched Impact I think Impact been going how long, Impact been going a few months at least hasn't it by this point yeah it's been going but a few months because like the they've been doing the the weekly pay-per-views for about two years now. Yeah, weekly pay-per-views. I cannot imagine that had a great success. No. Think about the complaints you get for WWE running about 16, 17 pay-per-views a year at the moment. Including weekly Crown Jewel. pay-per-views. Oh, <laughs> Crown Jewel, flipping heck. Um. So anyway, so basically we've told you about all this, but we've actually said how me and Sean met. So I'll let Sean tell you how we met. Now, do you want the, do we want the PG version or do we just want you? Yeah, up? we'll have PG version. <laughs> in, in Razu, in Razu, deep in the heart of New Orleans, we was both in WrestleMania in, in WrestleMania in New Orleans for WrestleMania last year. There was a group chat, and everyone's there meeting into it, and I stumble across Sean, little pale Cockney lad, <laughs> <laughs> starts talking. I thought, what's this guy on about? Starts. Talking about staying in town, I thought I can relate to this guy. We hit it off straight away. So yeah, that was pretty much that. So we met in New Orleans, didn't we? Yeah, pretty much. I don't think I was sober one night in New Orleans. No. See, you, you was drunk every night. I was quite mature. I only drank three nights. You and Neil were pretty much out every night, weren't you? I didn't. I didn't drink the night of NXT. That's only. Did drink. you not? We was rough that night, were we? Oh, From the front. I, I was fucking hanging up at my ass this morning the friday night which i'll talk about friday i've got a nice little segue for the friday night later on so we'll get to that later on so. um yeah so we had a great experience new orleans wrestlemania unfortunately sean isn't going back this year as he's still paying off last year's wrestlemania on his credit card yeah. but um, I'm, I'm nearly done though i'm nearly there have you nearly done it yes yeah. oh, I've been, basically the joke is I've been asking Sean if he's coming to this year's Wrestlemania since we landed from New Orleans last year and every time it's been oh I'm still paying off last year's blah blah but you've paid it off have you? Pretty much yeah by the time Mania comes about I'll have paid it off so. Right you've got a girlfriend now though haven't you so yeah. will you be able to next year's Wrestlemania? I'll try. <laughs> you'll try you'll try well congratulations on having a girlfriend anyway <laughs> it's more than I'm going to have anytime soon right <laughs> So we've run free. We've introduced ourselves. I'm Daniel. That's Sean. I don't know why I'm pointing, but yeah, that's Sean. This is Sean's podcast. I mean, I've got my own podcast. I'm just guest hosting this show for Sean. The Impact Zone podcast Twitter, which is TNA Impact underscore. What is it? Sean TNA Impact underscore pod. Uh, anyway, you'll find us. Do you know what I mean? You'll find us. You don't you worry about that. So yeah. Uh, so Sean it? runs the Twitter. So yeah, that's it. Let's crack on. So right, TNA Victory Road, two thousand and four. It was Sunday, November the seventh. 
in Orlando, Florida, Universal Studios. Do you want to guess what the attendance was, Sean, for this show? Uh, well, I know they, they do all their tapings in the studio, don't they? Um, yeah. I'm not sure how many that holds. I'm going to guess maybe 500. Well, a little bit more than that. 700 lucky souls witnessed this historic pay-per-view. Be fair, they, they all looked really into it, though, when you could see them on the cameras. Yeah, I'll, do you know why I think they looked into it? I'll get to that in a sec. Because the live gate was $0. So all these freeloaders have got into the building. They're having the time of their lives. But no, seriously, a lot of these people, I watched a few of the impacts leading up to the show. And then and you could see a lot of the same sort of faces, you know, from the impacts. Yeah. So they've obviously watched all the build-up and things like that. Did, did you notice the guy? Um, he everyone knows him from TNA he's uh, the the guy who waves the white towel he's right yeah, in the centre yeah. uh, what a hero that guy is love him to bits but yeah so the attendance was 700 people right now the buy rate for this show Sean what are you saying um, I'm not really sure how buy rates work as in what do, do, is one buy rate one person or is it split up <laughs> God, for that, I'm guessing it's one person. Well, one for I one. We don't really have it over here in the UK, do we? We mm. might do. It's more viewers, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So go on. I'll, go on. I'll tell you what. I'll just tell you, seeing you don't know. Yeah. 25,000 buy rates. So for you American listeners, that's it's a pretty low number, really. I'm, get, I'm guessing it does more than WWE does now, but obviously they've got the network. But the record buy rate for TNA peaked at 60,000. So, in a few years' time, they'd at least double their pay-per-view audience. But yeah, that might. Have been. Were you watching around the time it was Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Sean? Yeah, Angle, Samoa Joe, uh, the Dudleys when they came in, uh, when Christian Ch- uh, Christian Cage was on top. Oh, I love Christian. I love Christian when he was WWE in two thousand and five. I was so excited when TNA signed him. Oh uh, yeah, that's roughly when I was watching. Right, right. They, the, the bit, the record-selling TNA pay-per-view was Genesis 2006, which was Kurt Angle against Samoa Joe. Yeah. So, but well built up at the time. I think I'm sure, I remember watching that. I really, I think I'm sure they made a mess of that feud. But so yeah, so that that's basically the information about the show. 700 attendants, a live gate of zero dollars, 25,000 pay-per-view buys. TNA Victory Road. So before we get into the show, I've got a little special feature we're going to do for each and every episode, and that is what's happened on this day in 2004. And I've got that in front of me. It was the interim government of Iraq called for a 60-day state of emergency as US forces storm the insurgent stronghold of Fallujah. I don't know if I pronounced that right. So yeah, it was a sad time. It was the war in Iraq, which takes you back really some sad times around that time. But luckily we had this TNA pay-per-view <laughs> to get us through the bad times. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but at least we had this pay-per-view. So it wasn't all bad, right? So now let's get into the show. The show opens, Sean. It was with, did you see the, the video that opened the show? Yeah, I thought it was quite a good video package to open it up. Um, I, lo- I love the guy doing the voiceover. I think it's a good movie voice. 
Yeah, he's. Re- I think he's better than the guy that does it for WWE. Yeah, he's, he's really good. But yeah, so there's a, there's a package. It features like it may basically. It doesn't really run through the matches, but it makes like AJ, Monty Brown, Jeff Jarrett sort of to be the main stars of the show. But yeah, it was a great video. But do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember um, that guy? Uh, what is it? The WWE advert where it goes, the risk these men take are great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jeff Hardy's falling off. It reminded me a bit of that guy. But... Right, so the show opens and it is... Ugh, it's the 20-man over-the-top rope gauntlet for the prestigious the cup i don't know what cup it is it's the your x cup. cup oh the x cup the x cup sean please enlighten everyone what does winning the x cup mean to these competitors you can lift the x cup on the ramp exactly because these damn commentators don't tell us a damn thing about what winning this cup means so we sit through this entire match not knowing what the outcome the winner will get, what reward the winner of this match will get. So do you have the list of competitors in front of you, Sean? Yeah, I've got the list of all 20. I've got, I'll let you read them out so I can have a swig of this coffee. Oh, cheers. So we got... <laughs> uh, this is in order of when they come, when they, as they're in order of entrance. We've got Kazarian... Sanjay Dutt, Puma, La Parker, Jarrell Clark, who's um, Dan's favourite. Oh, actually, no, he was all right. He did his six thirty was brilliant. Did you see that? Yeah, no, that was nice. That was nice and clean. Uh, Miyamito, Matt Bentley, Hector Garza, Nasawa, Mikey Bats, Alex Shelley, Matt Seidel. Sonny Siaki, Jason Cross. Who? <laughs> who, who is Jason Cross? Honestly, I'm, I'm only saying this because me and Sean were joking before we went on air. I was looking through my notes that I wrote while watching this, and in big capital letters, I've just got, who the fuck is Jason Cross? So, Jason, I'm really sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I don't have a clue who you are, mate. Do, do you know who he is, Sean? No, I haven't, I haven't got a Scooby-Doo. No. So if anyone out there is listening, yeah, if you know anything, what Jason Cross is doing today, give us a shout. I'd be love to know. Anyway, I'll let Sean carry on. Uh, we've got Shark Boy, Psychosis, D Ray Three Thousand. I ain't got a fucking clue who he is. Yeah, no, I thought that. I was looking at who was in it, and it said D Ray Three Thousand. I don't even remember him being in the match, to be honest. Uh, Amazing Red, Spanky, who's Brian Kendrick and Chris Saban. Spanky Brian Kendrick. I, I, when he when when he actually came out, I thought I thought what are we in two thousand and four. Yeah. Spanky Brian Kendrick. He had a great run on SmackDown in two thousand and three, didn't he? So I I was a bit surprised that he was in this. I thought he'd. St- I'm sure he'd stayed in WWE longer than this. I, I, he probably came back for a bit because he had that. Um. He was in one of the scramble matches, weren't he, a few years later? Yeah. Well, right, so Paul London, do you remember Paul London? Yeah. He was in a tag team with Brian Kendrick, weren't he? Yeah. Yeah, London and Kendrick, right. And I'm about... I've not got any notes on this, right, but I'm about 99% sure because 
back in 2004, I was the biggest geek ever. I could probably tell you most matches that took place. I could swear down at like a No Mercy pay-per-view that Brian Kendrick had a one-on-one match with Paul London. And that would have... No Mercy was usually in like October of 2004. So in a month, he must have like gone to TNA within that month. Yeah, because I don't, I, I don't right. think they had the 90-day 90, 90 clause. Right, right. But... I'm sure I could have sworn. I'm, I'm going to check after check after this show. But I'm sure that was the match at No Mercy. Um, right. So you've read out all the competitors in this match. Have you got? I've got in my notes that I'm going to hand it over to Sean to talk about this shit heap. But seeing you've re- read out the list of competitors into it, I'll just say what I thought. I've got Gerald Clark. He had an impressive moves. He's six thirty. Uh, the match was going all right, and then we had Kazarian and Michael Shea, and they come out as a team. And they eliminate a few guys, don't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. they eliminate Jarrell Clark, Mito, and Puma. Yeah, so they're all gone. But uh, you're WCW guy, aren't you, right? Yeah. I'm not a pretend. I didn't really watch much WCW. I only got into wrestling around 1999, 2000. That was mainly WWF. But LA Park... When yeah. you called him as La Parker. He's like a... I watch a bit of Mexican wrestling now. He's, he's like a legend in Mexico, isn't he? Yeah. He's probably one of the most famous Mexican wrestlers ever. He's, I think he's just gone into the Observer Hall of Fame. Is this the same guy? Yeah, he is, yeah. It's yeah. the same... Because I know that like they made a new La Parker. So this is the, the same... In this Battle Royal, this is the same La Parker, LA Park that I watched today. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the same guy. There's probably just legal reasons why he's called... Lab right, Park. So, out of this match, if you look up and down the list, he's probably the most famous guy in. I don't know at the time, but at this moment in time, he's the most famous guy in the match. Yeah. And he just gets fucking eliminated like a right geek. Literally, right? The camera. I don't know if you noticed this. The camera missed him getting eliminated. Yeah, they were. I, Dom, they, they were. On a, they were on a replay, weren't they? Yeah, and Don West just goes, oh, L.A. Park's been eliminated. Sat there, I thought, oh, that's great, isn't it? He was the main guy I was looking forward to seeing. But So oh, I've just shot. just had a look, and Spanky left WWE in, Jan- in January 2004. <laughs> well, God knows what I was on about then. Well, have you got a Google in front of you? Yeah. Google Paul London No Mercy 2004 because I, I need to know who he faced. He was a, he was against Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. It was London and Kidman in the tag team. Ah, uh, yeah, because London and Kendrick they came later on, didn't they? They uh, they was like 2005, 2006 SmackDown. Yeah, they had a small run as a team here, and then they and then back in 2005 when he resigned. Right, I, I knew I'd watch these two as a team because they were a really good team. Yeah. But obviously, over the years, I must have forgot. But yeah, Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. Because I think Kidman, there, that's it. Kidman turned heel on London, I think, during the match. And he hit, I'm sure he hit like a, what, well, whatever his finisher is, a flippy moonsault or whatever. And I'm sure he like really injured London in that match. That was why I remembered it. Flippy but, moonsault. While we're watching, but, while we're watching an X Division Gauntlet match. Yeah, well, I like to think I've got a lot of knowledge about wrestling, but I'm not gonna lie. When it comes to naming what a move is, I have no clue. To me, a flip is a flip. 
a punch is a punch. So I don't care if it's a 630, a 320, a 415, it's a flip to me. But yeah, how many jokes? Many jo- <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the Alex Shelley stuff in this match? Yeah, I know, because Shelley went out when Matt Seidel come in and done the standing moonsault off his back that onto flip. him. Yeah. Which I thought was a quite good spot. But then Shelley just rolled out the ring and no one had a clue what he was doing. Yeah, I know, because I think I must have missed him rolling out the ring, right? So I look up and I've got Don West and he goes, has he been eliminated? And Mike Tanay and Don West are discussing. I don't know. Has he been eliminated? And Don West, quote, says, we'll try our best to keep you updated. Updated. We've got the match in front of us. You've got a headset on. Tell us, is he in or is he out? So, yeah. And then about three minutes later, they're still bickering between them if he's been eliminated or not. Uh, it, this was the, the whole match for me. I was sat. I wasn't even paying much attention to what was going on because I was that intrigued to find out what was going on with Shelley. Um, I've got in my notes, Shelley's still down. These idiots don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, Don West informs us that Shelley is playing possum right at the moment that he eliminates someone. Can't, yeah. who, who did he eliminate? He eliminated um, Seidel. Seidel. Right. Seidel did some more flippy twisty shit, which we'll be calling it. And then he went to run the ropes and Shelley just pulled the ropes down and eliminated him. Right, I see, I see. So, that is it. So, it's, it's mad, it really, because Matt Seidel, when he came out, they, they the commentators basically said, like, he was, like, a nobody in this match. Like, a, they built him as if it was, like, a massive opportunity for him. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, fast forward to today, Matt Seidel's one of the better-known guys in the match. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's a lot better known than Jason Cross. But... Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who? Um. So I don't know if you if you, if you got anything to say about I my next part of my notes is down to the final three. So I, if there's anything you want to talk about before that, then feel free to do so. Um, yeah, that, we we had the basic or the general TNA Tower of Doom that they seem to do every pay per view. Oh, great spot that, yeah. Um, that's one thing I remember from TNA is you they always did that spot. Right. See, I remember a lot of things about TNA, but that that's not the one that springs to mind. But yeah, it was a really good spot, actually, weren't it? To be fair to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I'm just down to the last three: Chris Saban, Kazarian, and Hector Garza. I'm just looking at my notes, Sean. Right, and I've got spell check on. Um, and Kazarian has been automatically changed to Kasabian. <laughs> I thought, he's Kasabian, what's going on here? We're just looking at my notes then, I thought, Kasabian, as you were reading it out, I thought, oh yeah, Frankie Kazarian. See, yeah, so this is where the match basically starts to pick up, doesn't it? It, it, We had a, it was, I I thought, I was ready to slap a big fat dud on this match until this three-way ensues, and it was pretty good, weren't it, really, the stuff from here? Yeah, yeah, we had a good um, top-rope German from... Uh, Saban onto Kazarian, which takes out Garza, which I thought was quite, quite oh, good. Oh, yeah, that was a brutal spot, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then I think Saban gets eliminated, but I've got eliminated by a drop kick from Garza. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the final two are Hector Garza and Cassini. Right, I'm, I'm a bit might be being ignorant here. Do you know who Hector Garza is? I recognise the name, but I think he was one of the lower card cruiserweights in WCW. Right, because I'd like never heard of him, never heard of him. I thought, I bet when we say that, if anyone's listening who's like in the 50s or 40s, they're thinking these two kids don't even know <laughs> who Hector Garza is. But he was pretty good, weren't he, really? He looked old. I thought he looked a bit old. Yeah, like, he's, de- he's, looking at him. he's definitely on like, the older end of the scale compared to the rest of the competitors. Yeah, but he did well, did he? He hit a great moonsault. It yeah. was really crisp moonsault. Um, I'll let you talk about the finish of this match if you can remember it or got it in front of you. Yeah, so I've got Garza with his moonsault and then he does a, another move off the top rope, which I both thought they were both clean and both nice moves. Um, don't quite know what happens next. And then Garza gets yeah. the win. Yeah, I think he Kasabian like sort of just covers him. Yeah. And Garza rolls through for the three count. Yeah. It wasn't so, much. Yeah, but they actually did work quite well together, I thought. Do you know what I mean? I'd happily see a match, you know, between the two again. Yeah. Like maybe on the next pay per view. They'll probably do it on impact, possibly. You know, a match between the two again. But I don't really remember much of Hector Garza in TNA, so I'm guessing it wasn't a long lasting run. You probably won't see him again. We're not. Well, this is TNA, so. Oh, right, yeah, I suppose, I suppose. He'll probably be in and out pretty quick. I don't yeah. know what you meant then, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I guarantee no. you three quarters of these guys in the match we won't see on another pay per view. Yeah, I didn't know we were off of them. I knew him, I'd say about three quarters was, but there was Mikey Bats. Never heard of him. Mikey Bats, uh, who else? D-Ray 3000. Yeah, never heard of him either. No. Gerald Clark. Mm, he rings a bell some reason. Somehow he rings a bell. Probably because of this match. But yeah. I tell you, I'm looking through the competitors, though. Sanjay Dutt people. Are they just like your typical TNA guys, are they? Yeah. You hear them names, you just think of TNA. But, as I say, the match, not once did they tell us what the reward was except for this cup. But... They cut off 10 seconds after Garza celebrates to head towards Mike Tanay and Dom West. Do you know what I mean? To like talk. And then he has an interview, doesn't he, in Spanish? Yeah, or yeah. Spanish interview. So, overall, Sean, what would you say about this match? Did you enjoy it? Do you know what I mean? Was uh, it. Yeah, I didn't think it was too bad. I think I thought it was alright. It was. I didn't, I didn't think it was too hard to follow because. The eliminations weren't overlapping. There weren't like two yeah. or three people being eliminated on one entrance and stuff like that. Yeah, they, the cameras missed the Parker getting eliminated, but you could still kind of see it in the background and the commentators did let us know. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess how long this match went? Oh, it's a minute for each competitor, so it's at least 20 minutes. 25? Ooh, close. 26 minutes and 25 seconds. So it was, so, it was about 10 minutes too long. Yeah, it was about 20, It was about 25 minutes and 25 <laughs> seconds too long. But what what did you rate it, Sean, on the big star rating scale? What, what did you give it? 
curious. I'm going to give it two stars. Two stars, right. Yeah, it was, a, it was a basic Royal Rumble style battle royal, but it had the excitement of being an X Division, so you had the better moves than what you wouldn't see on a, in a regular match. And, yeah. And, see, I, w- 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 to me, the only thing is, you look. I'm looking at this, right? The opening match is the longest match on the show. Yeah. And it's like, you're meant to build, aren't you, throughout the show? You, you'd you probably have maybe even like the AJP Williams match open. Yeah. So we're, up, we're excited about the show to begin with. It's bam, bam, bam. It's not... Or even, even after um, the tag title match to start off with. Yeah, that was a nice quick match, because wasn't in, it? Because you can get the crowd into it with Road Dog and you'll be you'll be on your way. Yeah, that that'd have been yeah that'd have been a perfect choice of opener. Actually, thinking about it, he's like a, a good open guy, any Road Dog. Yeah. Oh my God, right? <laughs> I'm sorry about Dave Meltzer. I love Big Dave. Do you know what I mean? I listen to his podcast quite a lot. Dave Meltzer in 2004. I don't know what he was smoking, but he gave the X Division Gauntlet match four stars. No. Four stars, Sean. No, not not at all. What What is he on about? It's all I, It's I, all I, the Japanese guys, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe a star for each Japanese guy in the match. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been that. It could have been that. So, I feel like we've been talking about this X-Division Gauntlet match for quite a while. Um, so, Sean gave it two stars. I gave it two and a quarter stars. So, it wasn't the best opening match. It was It was, It was. was fine. I, it, I'm not sure if it was fine. It, it, we'll move on. We'll yeah. move on. It. Right. So, now, we get to a video promoting Dusty Rhodes. I think that was next. Yeah. In his battle with Vince Russo over who gets ownership or whatever, directorship of TNA. Yeah, something like that. These video packages just made me laugh every time. They're so cheesy and cringy. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Scream? No. You've never seen Scream? yeah, Yeah, yes. Yeah. David Arquette in it. Yeah. Uh, it rem- <coughs> all the parts of this show reminded me of that film, just like the low rent music that they use in the back of videos. But did you notice what the interviewer says at the end, where he says that there's been a glitch and yeah. the server has broke down yeah, there's... in Stamford, Connecticut? I yeah. thought they had to. They had to. <laughs> they couldn't help himself. Yeah, I did chuckle at that. I did chuckle at yeah, him just giving him a dig. Yeah, I was pretty at the time. I like think Vince I was and Stephanie are just you. Vince and Steph are just sitting there voting for either Dusty or Russo. Yeah, I know, I know, but I can't. I'm not sure. I don't know at what point of the show this happens, but actually, I'm not going to get into this. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about what I was going to say later. But yeah, so if you could tell us what the next match is, Sean. Uh, the next match is. So I've had to put the names for the tag for the for the tag teams as. Team Face and Team Hill, because I don't fucking know what's going on. You trying to tell me you don't know who Eric Watts, Pat Kenny, and Johnny B. Bad are? Well, yeah, but that's why they're the Face Team because they've got Johnny B. Bad and Ron Gillins. Uh, <laughs> I seriously, who's Pat Kenny? I'm got a clue. I'm sure he works at my local chippy. <laughs> 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 Obviously, 
Pat Kenny. Who's Pat Kenny? And then, Eric Watt. Yeah, Eric Watts I know, but he was dead and gone in 92 when his dad left WCW. I shouldn't really be like this. It is a bit disrespectful, maybe some of the older guys that I'm not quite sure who they are. What about Dallas? He looked like a WCW guy to me, was he? Was no, he? I've got down. No? Dallas looks like a knockoff test. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? He just he screamed like WCW test. Good shout, actually, with that. But Kid Cash yeah. was in the match. Is yeah. it Kid Cash? Yeah, Kid he Cash. He was WWE at one point, weren't he? Yeah, he had, he had a little stint in WWE. He was mostly known for his ECW run. Yeah, right. I see. He had a match with Gregory Helms, I think, at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. One year. But went back when the drummer and Gregory Helms had that great run as a cruiserweight champion. He went about eight months with a belt. Yeah, when he was healed. Was, yeah, really good. After he got rid of his hurricane gimmick, he had a really good run with that title. Yeah. Um. So what were your thoughts on this match, Sean? How are you feeling about this spectacle? Um. We have a clusterfuck. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I thought, I thought Johnny would be bad and Ron Killings get a decent pop when they come out. I've got I've got no... I don't know why Johnny be bad's in the match or why he's back in wrestling in that gimmick. Who is Johnny B. Bad? Mark Mero. Mark Mero? What, really? Yep. Wait. As if, see, I know Mark Mero is, but I didn't have a clue who Johnny B. Bad was. When Vince, when Vince signed Mark Mero in 96, I think it would have been, he wanted Johnny B. Bad, but he couldn't get him because of copyright. Right. So they, they ended up giving him the Mark Mero gimmick, and he was just a shower of shit. Right, so you see, I, I watched some of the old episodes of Raw and I'd recognised him from that. Yeah, he was Sable's but... first husband. Sable's first husband? Yeah. Mm. She's moved on to bigger and better things with the business genius of Brock Lesnar, hasn't she? Yeah. He is oh. making millions. But, yeah, so, I'd say, I, right, I, I was messaging you at this point because I was fuming. I'd watched three of the four impacts leading up to this, basically because I'm a bit of a loser. But... I didn't. This match, there was no build up on impact to this match. Ron Killings, R Truth, whatever, he was in like. Do you know what I mean? He was in a different. Yeah. He was like in the Team Canada three live crew stuff. Yeah. I'd not seen Johnny B, Bad Pat Kenny, Eric Watts, Kid Cash, Dallas. None of them were on impact leading up to it. So I was watching, I was like, what is going on? Well, I've seen. But... I've saw what's in a couple of the video packages but I've got no idea what he's doing in this match or why this match is going on no the crowd must have been the same because if this is the same crowd that had been at Impact there was no build for this match yeah so we started off with 26 minutes 25 seconds of of hell to be honest with you we followed it up by this 8 man pointless tag team match and they built this show up as the most historic show in TNA today. And it, do you know what I mean? It just it didn't need to be on the show. So, do you want to tell us how the match ends? Have you got... Um, There's just all eight men in the ring. And then... Ron Killings chucks him out and gets the win. I mean, yeah, he hits a, like a DDT, I think, for yeah, the win. I mean, now you, couldn't, you couldn't depict what was going on. Was it was just everyone yeah. was there 
walk and brawl and then it was bad weren't it yeah. it was it was like if you picture one of those 19 early 1990s battle royals with about 30 men in the ring doing pretty much nothing it was like that but with eight people yeah. just do it punching each other and doing moves for no random reason at all so our truth wins in four minutes 37 so if you think this segment, the match was four minutes thirty-seven, they probably cut away from our truth, celebrating five seconds later, which was a great thing that TNA used to do. The entrance is probably two or three minutes. So you're looking at seven or eight minutes. They could have added that to one of the bigger matches later on in the show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They should have done that. So Sean, we're all waiting. What did you rate this match? One star. Really? One star? Yeah. Right back at you. I've got. I rate this match one star, and I'm being generous. Yeah. Very, very generous. As if you went for one star. <laughs> but it, it, it couldn't be anything else, could it? No. It's. It was a struggle to give it that. It, it was a struggle to watch. Yeah, it was bad. So we've not had the best start to this show. Now, next, did we have a limo pulls up? Shane Douglas is trying to find out who it is. Yeah, we've got the limo. Uh, Shane Douglas is out there. And then you get the driver of the limo come out and square up to Shane Douglas. Oh, was that the driver? Right, I see. I, I, I think I was... it was, anyway. But some sort of security driver or some personnel for the limo. Yeah, did you watch much of Shane Douglas back in the day? Or not? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, I just know nice. he, he used to just rag on Ric Flair all the time. He didn't yeah, like him. Yeah. So. Right. I'm just. I was asking that question because I really don't want to get into what happens next. And so I've just ranted about this eight this eight but, man tag yeah, but match. Before we get into that match, we get Abyss. In a, oh yeah, a, I remember that. I thought I won't put that in. But we, we get Abyss rocking backwards and forwards in a darkened room, ready for the monsters ball. I'm not sure how I managed to miss that epic moment, but yeah, I remember this. They did it with all three, didn't they? Yeah, they had yeah. The, it, this first one didn't make sense until you get into the second and the third promo for it. Yeah, same as that. That's why I didn't take a note from it. I didn't take a note for this. The next one, but I think when Monty Brown was doing it, yeah, I, 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 I got I got notes on the Raven one, but yeah, yeah, actually, so have I because it cut off. Someone was celebrating at the end of the match, and it cut right off to go quote to Raven. But so yeah, so Abyss is just doing his Abyss stuff. I actually I like Abyss. I think he could have done well in WWE to be honest. Yeah, he, he, I think I think at one point he was gonna go. I think he was gonna be. Is it WrestleMania 22 where he was against Mark Henry? Yep, correct. Yep. Uh, I think that match was they were trying to get Abyss for that match and said. Yep, Abyss said in a podcast I think a year ago that that they wanted WWE wanted Abyss to wrestle Undertaker at that WrestleMania in Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been better than the Mark Henry casket match. That is for sure. So, do you want me to talk about this next match? Yeah, go on, Dan. Because we know this was your this was your five star match of the night. This was my breaking point, Sean. Right. So I've ranted about how 
in the last match, there was no build for it. On impact, there was no mention. Put it this way: when these two come out, so I'm not gonna. I don't know the names. Two mix. I don't know. It, we're into 2019 now, so you can't say anything about anyone. I don't know if you can say the word midget, so I'm just gonna call them. They were just little people, right? So we have a little people's match, right? Two Mexicans. I'm guessing Mexicans. I don't know if that's racist. I've judged them as Mexicans, but they were fucking Mexicans. They come out to the ring. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> they are, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, what? What is going on here? Who are these? So I'm not joking, Sean. Right? I hovered over to my laptop to make sure that it was actually Victory Road that I was watching. No joke. I thought, am I watching like an episode of Explosion or something leading into the pay per view? I thought, I, I didn't know. I thought I've got the wrong thing here. So these two midgets, <laughs> I'm laughing as I'm reading this, but these two midgets come out. They start to have a match. I've got in my notes, why? Why? Nobody knows. The crowd don't know. They're, they're wondering what's going on. I don't know. You don't know. I've got, if I wasn't doing this review, I'd have definitely switched off at this moment. Because do you all know what happened, Sean, in this match? <laughs> right? Go do you all know what happens in this midgets match? Go Sorry, on, this little person. The 2019 version is the little person's match, right? Go on, Dan, tell us. Only in TNA would we get a ref bump in a midgets match. The referee, and he gets caught in the action and gets, I don't know, does he get thrown or something? Was this before or after they pretended to, to kill... The guy in the white. Uh, I don't know. As soon as I seen these two little people, I picked my phone up and I was trying to get in touch with you to have a go with you for making me watch this. So you tell us about that. Uh, so at one point, we've got the large mini who looks like he killed the little mini. And they try to resuscitate him. And he pops up and gives everyone an arm drag, and then he gets the win. Well, I must have been having a piss or something, because I don't remember that, and it's a good good job I didn't see that, to be honest. But yeah, so how does the win come about? Uh, via shocking arm drags and a possible Hurricane Rana. I don't know. Right, so I see. See, I missed this because I was on WhatsApp to you, ranting about it. As this match went on, I was ranting to you, why are you making me watch this? So, right, I don't want to say I'm going to judge you, Sean, but I'm going to judge you. What did you rate this match? Zero stars. Zero stars. We've got two in a row, exactly the same. I've rated this match. Dud, dud. That is D-U-D, dud. I think the less we talk about it, the better. Actually, this wasn't even, for me, the worst match on the show. Believe it or not. It wasn't the worst match on the show. So th- it, it, it was the worst match, but it wasn't the sloppiest. Yeah, they, they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough. They had two minutes fifty-eight seconds. This match went well, so. Like it didn't need to be there. Yeah, it didn't. Like I say, we said this could have gone to the AJ Pete Williams match, but instead they give us this match, and it's just, it's just why is it there? But the only thing is that I will say, which is why one of the other matches for me is worse. These two characters are important. The match doesn't do them any damage. It just do, does us, the fans, some damage because we have to watch it. But it doesn't actually do the wrestlers any damage, as we see later on, where, for me, it, they just make people look stupid. But what happens next, Sean? What's next after this? Uh, not... 
we've got a three live crew backstage interview. So that's Conan and uh, what's, what's his name in TNA? BG James, Road Dog. BG James. Uh, Hashtag Fire Road Dog. <laughs> what a horrible twitch trend that is. Uh, Feels, to be honest. And then we get Scott Hall making his way down to the ring. I've got Mike Tanay and uh, and the crowd love Hall as he's coming down. They can't praise him enough on the mic. And he's just he he's he promises us that Kevin Nash isn't in the building and he won't be here for the main event. So yep. for the build up for the main event, we got Scott Hall on Jeff Jarrett's side, and Kevin Nash is on Jeff Hardy's side. Yeah, that's the way they were trying to paint it, weren't they? Yeah. But did you notice what Scott Hall said when he first came out? No. He said, I was literally, I actually laughed at this point. He comes out, he has that cheeky grin on his face, and he goes, you can't have a party without inviting Scott Hall, because Scott Hall loves a party. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, ain't that true? Oh. Scotty Hall, he loves a bevy, doesn't he? Oh, and a few pills. Good job we didn't see him in Razoo's. Oh, fucking hell. Pills? What? Why, why did they all take pills? Do you know what I mean? I don't get how they could perform idiots anyway do not do drugs kids it's bad especially pills you know tramps right <laughs> so is, is that it? It, it it was really a nothing promo weren't it really yeah do you know I, what I mean I, I liked um, the line at the end where he went may the best Jeff win yeah yeah that was it yeah so he was trying to say that he wasn't going to be biased and interfere in the match pretty much that was what he was saying yeah um, what what was next, Sean? Uh, a video package on how Team Canada won the tag titles and then how 3 Live Crew became the number one contenders. Yeah, this was the video package around message you saying, did you hear the music in the background? Yeah. Oh, it was like... Right, so if you're in England, if you went to a little town near us called Wigan, if you went in like some filthy you'll have heard of Wigan because a lot of wrestlers have come out of there if you went to some filthy horrible little shitty nightclub there about three in the morning the sort of music you'd hear is what they put in the background of this I've got I've, well I've got written down it's complete smackhead music we call it donk music over here but yeah so just weird music in the back for this so next we so the match it leads in it's three live crew versus Bobby Roode Eric Young Free Live Crew versus Team Canada for the NWA Tag Team Titles. Well, what did you think, Sean? Did you enjoy this match? How did you feel about this match? Um, I thought it was a good standard tag team match. You had a good tag team story leading through it. Yeah. Uh, with the heels doing double teams and cutting off the face. Yeah, I've got that written down. That was one of my favourite parts. I love a tag team match where you have that. That's what should happen in every tag team match. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought I thought it was it was a decent match. Well, yeah, decent. it was. It, it was, was okay. Fine, it was okay. It'd have been a nice little opener to the show, like you said. Yeah. But how how strange did Bobby Roode look? With his curly hair. I know he looked like I'm not. I'm not that way inclined but he's it's like a good looking guy now isn't he do you know yeah. what i mean he's yeah. i'm sure he does fine 
here he looks like do you know who he actually looks like did you ever watch the the ecw WWE, wwe tried to do yeah do you remember kevin was it kevin thorne that vampire <laughs> yeah he actually looked like him right as soon as he come out i thought as if he was in i mean it, as if he was in tna but no it was bobby rude the glorious bobby rude but, so next time you see bobby rude if you ever decide to watch wwe you're gonna think kevin thorne nothing like him <laughs> But yeah, so I'd say I liked the false hot tag spots in the match. Do you know what I mean? It builds for more excitement when they eventually get in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so the match went six minutes fifty-seven seconds. Do you want to take us through the end of the match, Sean? Uh. So Team Canada's manager, uh, Scott Demore, tries to interfere in the match. But then we get Ron Killings, absolutely leg it down the ramp. I didn't even see him come in to go back out. He came down that fast. Yeah. Chasing the more back up the other ramp. This then distracts... I'm not sure who... Uh, who Conan gets the win over, but he distracts one of them. Conan then takes the advantage and gets the win for three dive crew. Mm-hmm. And then we get fireworks to mark this momentous moment. Did you hear how loud these fireworks were? My my sound quality was pretty poor, to be honest. The only thing oh. I could hear all night was the commentators. Well, I had my headphones in. I'm not joking. I thought a bomb had gone off outside my house. <laughs> SM dodgy honestly, builders. <laughs> could be. It could be. Actually, honestly, when I heard it, I thought, what is that? I thought it was one of my cats died or something. Honestly. So, so we've got only in TNA we have fireworks to mark. But listen to this: only in TNA would you get fireworks for the outcome of a six-minute match. Do you know what I mean? Fireworks for a right. It weren't even like it was like a big build-up for this match where they fought for the titles. They deserve that big moment with the fireworks going off. Two weeks ago, yeah, Team Canada won the tag team titles. They won it on a throwaway episode of Impact. So for this hot potato win of the belt, we felt we needed some fireworks. Yeah, so that was it. Anything else we've got to talk about? Oh, we've got to talk about the rating, Sean. Yeah. I reckon you might be a bit higher than me on this. What did you rate this match? I gave this two stars. You miserable bastard. <laughs> you were saying you like this match. Yeah, but I didn't... I liked how it played out. I didn't like it. Like, I, I liked how it was a good basic tag team match where the hills played up to being a hill all the way through. The faces overcome the hills and the faces won. It, it could have been... If, if that eight-man tag had been like played out like this I probably would have given that two stars as well yeah well believe it we've not conferred ladies and gentlemen our beautiful listeners we haven't conferred with these ratings but I gave it two stars as well <laughs> honestly Sean I'm not lying two stars you miserable get I've got written down I give this match two stars I'm not sure why it was a nothing match the coffee must have just kicked in so yeah 
so two stars. So what's that like? Third. Yeah, but I shown the difference is I didn't really like the match and I gave it two stars. <laughs> you was happy with this match too. I can imagine Sean stays at a lovely hotel. Do you know what I mean? He likes the hotel. He's really positive about it. Gets on Booking.com, gives them a four out of ten. <laughs> They'd hate you on four in. Have you ever watched Four in a Bed? Yeah. They would hate you on that show. People are like, oh, lovely stay. Give it a four. I bet our American listeners are wondering, what is four in a bed? What are these two weirdos watching? It's not It's not what you think it is. It's not a bit of blue. It is a show where people go and rate other people's hotels. So, yeah. I don't know how we've got into four in a bed. But the theme music for this show should be the four in the bed theme. What a great theme that is. Have you heard the theme for that show? No. no, no. Oh, it's brilliant. Honestly, my li- Amelia, my little girl, like, whenever I'm watching it, she starts dancing around the room when it comes on. So yeah, that's a great yeah, song. It's worth, We've got, um, it's worth that you actually watch it. Oh, well, <laughs> to be fair to me, I go around to see my little girl every night. So it's either that or it's Peppa Pig, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. So Channel 4 just happened to be showing that at that time. <laughs> she likes the music, so I can put that on. I'm just covering up people. I'm a big four in the bed fan. I watch it all the time. <laughs> That's the best thing about having a kid. Well, not the best thing, but you can use them as an excuse as to why you do things. <laughs> but, yeah, so I've completely gone off track here. I have no idea what what's going on, Sean. We've watched this match. It's two stars. What's yeah. next? Uh, next we get a uh, promo from Raven. Well, he's locked in his dark room because... Oh, they cut straight away. They're celebrating winning this match, aren't they, that we've yeah. just been talking about? And literally five seconds later, we must head to Raven. Go on, carry on, sorry. Uh, I always like Raven's promos. I think they're quite... He's, ve- he's very poetic with his with his promos. Quite a bit like Bray Wyatt is now. Yeah, yeah, good shout. Um, I like the bit where he goes, never more, never more at the end or whatever of his promo. Is yeah. it never more, he uh, says? Yeah, quote the Raven. Never quote more. the Raven, yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's a decent promo from Raven. Saying how he's hardcore and how he's going to be hardcore on the others. And then... Yeah, so this is basically just building up the Monty Brown, Abyss, Raven, Monsters Ball for later on. We get an interview from each of the three competitors backstage. So yeah, so that's previewing the Monsters Ball later on. Yeah. Um next i'm gonna let you talk about this segment because you're a bit more of a historian than me so piper's pit featuring his special guest go on sean run us through this one well just before that we've got another video package but this time it's for how have i managed to miss that because it's for vince russo to win the online poll oh that's why i missed it (laughs) it's just shit don't know why they're doing it it's just a load of it doesn't make any sense they're saying when they show you the the stats for the vote at the moment there's like 10 percent in the votes i'm pretty sure no one's voting for for russo at this point so yeah so next sean we had the piper's pit segment if you want to talk us through that uh so we get piper coming out he gets a good pop as he comes out. As we pan to to the ring, they've got a 
tiny tartan rug that doesn't even fill half the ring to make it look Scottish. I didn't even notice it. It's it's like a, it's like a rug your nan would have in her living room to cover the carpet. Yeah, so Vince Russo probably got a rug from his nan, shoved it in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get Jimmy Snooker come out as the special guest for the segment. I've, Jimmy Snooker. I've got. He looks <laughs> that's old. A, that's for a whole other podcast, though, Jimmy <laughs> Snooker. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I've got. He looks old and sad. Like, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Like he doesn't want to be there. Uh, like Piper starts talking. He's just rambling about how how before Piper hit Jimmy Snooker over the head with a coconut back in like back in the eighties. I don't know, I don't don't know what year it was, but I know it was in the eighties. Neither of us were alive. Nah. We should have asked. So you say we, we, we should have asked 20%. Danny. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> Danny Danny was probably leaving school at that point. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. I, I tell you what, he's probably not listening, but if you are, Danny, how you doing, mate? Right, go on, Sean, carry on. Uh, yeah, so, and then what happens is Piper pulls out a coconut from his jacket because everyone's got a big old juicy coconut yeah. in their leather jacket. He hands it to Snooker and tells him to hit him in the back of the head to get revenge from all years, all these years later. Um, yeah. I think, and then, is it Kid Cash? Does Kid Cash come out or something? Yeah, Kid Cash Rubs comes out snooker. and starts talking more trash. Uh, and then Kazarian and Michael Bentley come in and attack Jimmy Snooker with Kid Cash while Piper's just lingering around in the background. I don't really think he does much. With yeah, it. he just stands there, doesn't he, really? Yeah. And then we get Sanjay Duck come out. He tries to save Jimmy Snooker. But he then gets clocked in the back of the head with the coconut himself. Yeah, they sell it as if he's dead, don't they? Yeah, they, like, they tried to like do... like he just fell off the top of the cell. Yeah, they tried to do like a shitty stretcher job, don't they? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kazarian and Bentley are telling Cash that like, he went too far hitting him with the coconut. And Cash is like, I didn't bring the coconut in. I didn't bring the coconut in. Okay. Yeah. It was a bit of a throwaway segment. It was more of an impact sort of segment, wasn't yeah, it, really? It, they could have had someone like AJ Styles or Jeff Jarrett or Jeff Hardy or even someone who's not act- not on not on the pay-per-view who hasn't got a match but still yeah. a main stake in the, on the roster. I know what you mean. It's like they were building up for maybe a feud between, what, Sanjay Dutt and... I don't know, Kid Cash or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, do we really need a build-up for a future program between Sanjay Dutt and Kid Cash on this first ever historic TNA pay-per-view? Yeah. I think the answer is no, but that might just be me. Oh, I agree. It was a pointless segment with pointless people. 
but half the match, half the show so far has been pointless. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I was thinking this. I thought we're halfway through. Like, I'm not joking. All the stuff that's gone before this, right? The only thing that was really built up on Impact was the three live crew winning the tag titles. And that was like a 10-minute segment or something. So I've had a 10-minute segment in the previous hour and a half or something that's relevant to the build-up. But I don't know. I was a bit dis. As I say to you, Sean, I really I was messaging you last week. I was enjoying the impacts building up for this show. Yeah, well, if, I, you I was get excited. good matches. You get you get good matches on the impacts, and there's no real backstage segments or anything like that. Really, is there? Well, yeah. there is, but they're not overpowering or and they're just short little ones to move on to the next segment. How many different segments must there have been on this pay-per-view? I had it down in half of my notes, actually, for video packages. I think in total there's about 16 like video packages, promos and stuff like that in total. As if, as if. It's just too many, in it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like WWE, you might get, what, maybe one or two backstage segments if you're lucky. You get three, four, three, maybe three or four video packages, but that's it, really. Yeah, I. With this pay per view, like, all the video packages did serve their purpose, though. When we had them, we've built, we've when it when it came to a match and like this next next match, for example, which was Trinity issuing an open challenge. The video package told you what had been going on yeah I suppose so well I I haven't watched I haven't watched Impacts but with that I was able to be like oh okay well she she's issuing an open challenge because she doesn't think that there's anyone there that she anyone's a, a threat to her and she's trying to interfere in the men's matches yeah I suppose so really so say for you part time TNA fans it's sort of it sort of let you know what the matches was there for, whereas for, for me, the diehard TNA fan that watches all the Impact shows. Yeah, so I, I think but I think that's how a pay-per-view should go. It should yeah, have... Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm only joking. Yeah, they need to... It does help. If, to be fair, TNA later down the line don't actually tell you why a lot of stuff's happening. Yeah. I remember when I used to watch it, so I suppose, yeah. I apologise. <laughs> if you're listening, Russo, I apologise. No, fuck it. No, fuck Vince Russo. <laughs> Cause, right, because so... that remind, it reminds me of like back in WCW where you'd chuck in a pay per view, and I think the one I'm thinking of is I think it's Uncensored '99, and you'd have a video package for I think the match was Kevin Nash versus Rey Mysterio. You'd think, oh, okay, so that match is coming up next. No, that match is on three matches down the line. Right. Why? Oh, did they used to do stuff like that? Yeah. So play the video package before the match, and then people, mm -hmm. then yeah. people know what's going on if you've got one. Yeah, WWE have done that an odd time. You know, it played they played a video package for like a main event, and I'm thinking, what they're doing the main event now, and then the the women will come out. Well, back in the day, the divas would come out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I was probably wrong, do you know what I mean? I suppose, for a first pay-per-view, they're trying to introduce everyone to the characters, aren't they, and stuff, yeah. so. Yeah, right, I've admitted I'm wrong, move on, go on. 
yeah, so the next match is Trinity issuing an open challenge. Uh, because like we just said, she thinks there's she thinks there's no real threat in the women's division in TNA for her at the moment. So she comes out to the ring with Glenn G- uh, Gilberti, I think his name is, who was Disco Inferno, and Johnny. Was that Disco Inferno? Yeah. No way, as if. Yeah. <laughs> as if, say, I've only seen a bit of. Are you eating them crisps again? I've only seen um, a little bit of Disco Inferno. I watched the Disco Inferno match. Um, no, I was watching, you know, Brian Alvarez from uh, the Wrestling Observer. Yeah. He was in a tag team match this summer, and Disco Inferno actually came out and made a save in that match. Oh, As if I would never recognise the two. He's a prick, so. Is he? Yeah, he's a he's a fucking. Just just look at his Twitter, and you can tell he's just a dickhead. Right. I'm, right. I'm not I'm not apologising to you, Glenn. So. Yeah, fuck off, Glenn. Right, I don't even know you, so. Actually, Glenn, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Trinity's doing a lap of honour after she starts doing a count-out victory because no one's answered her challenge. And then we get Jacqueline, the former Miss Jackie from WWE, come out and attack Trinity. Uh, the commentators say that how she was a... Um, only a few months ago, she was a WWE Cruiserweight Champion, and now she's in TNA. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that I thought that was interesting. Mike Tanay says that Jacqueline won the Cruiserweight title from Chavo Guerrero a few months ago. Yeah. And now she's jobbing to Trinity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's jobbing to Trinity on this god-awful show, sorry about that TNA fans, this fucking god-awful show, where two months ago she was the Cruiserweight Champion on SmackDown, and SmackDown was pretty... In 2004, SmackDown would have been... It was all right. I think it was when we had that JBL title reign. Yes, I like I like that reign, though, because he was a dick heel, and you got some good matches out of it. Yeah, a lot of people hated it, didn't they? But I thought it was all right as well, actually. But I, I remember being a bit sad at the time it happened, though, because Eddie... Obviously, Eddie Grohl at the time was my favourite. Still, what still is really. Um, they ended his title reign a bit prematurely. Yeah. Remember, he lost at Judgment Day, and it's only three months into his reign he lost at Judgment Day to JBL. Yeah. And it was a classic match, um, and that led JBL having his big reign of terror. I think. Then they had they had like a bull rope match and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I didn't enjoy this match. It was sloppy. From both of them, Trinity and Jacqueline. I think there was one decent move or two. There was a decent German from Jackie. Uh, and then there was a lot of interference from Glenn and Johnny Swinger, which it wasn't even good interference. They were just there being a nuisance. It was just interference for interference sake, wasn't it? Yeah. But you need interference in a one-minute, 50-second match. I get the she's the hill, so they could have done it where they roll... If there's a roll-up, they reverse the roll-up and they get the win that way. Mm. It it did seem a bit random, though, to bring Jackal in back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to lose. 
Well, uh, I wouldn't have expected Trinity to have won this. Yeah, there's, Trinity did a nice moonsault. I think that's the yeah, yeah, that was a good moonsault. I think that's that. the only move all TNA roster guys can do nicely. That's, yeah. that's the third Hector one we've Garza seen. Smashed one out in the first match. Yeah, he- Hector Garza, and then Dallas did one in that eight-man tag. Yeah. And now Trinity. Is that the only move they learned in the TNA Performance Center? How to moonsault? It must be. So three out of the five matches have featured a moonsault. So, what does that tell you? But yeah, so that was pretty much it. There's not really a lot to talk about from this match, was there? No. Um, I didn't rate this match. I, 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 there's nothing. What did you rate? I didn't have anything to say. I gave it half a star. Half a star, yeah. That, that's a fair score. Do you know what I mean? Half a star. But yeah, I'm going to give it half a star myself. Okay, four in a row. So I've got next that happened. There's a, all my notes say is poll update, shite. So I'll let you talk about that. Uh, we get a triple X interview. All right, fuck knows what I was on about then. Uh, more monster. We then get another monsters ball video package. Is it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Monsters ball next. Yeah, yeah. The Monty Brown uh, promo was before the women's match. And then we get told that all three competitors for the monsters ball had been locked in a dark room. <laughs> For 24 hours no, with no food or water. What a great idea that is, isn't it? <laughs> Let's starve and not let these people drink for 24 hours before they go out Go out there. It's, bit, it's a bit like your smoothie diet you're on at the moment. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. To be fair, it's actually... At least I'm getting... Vi- I have... For any people that don't know, I basically... Every... Usually after Christmas, I do a seven-day smoothie diet. It's meant to cleanse your body. Yeah, it gets all that crap out you've had over Christmas. But I have protein drinks. I have smoothie drinks full of vegetables in them. So I'm fine. These poor bastards probably weigh double the amount I do. And they're not allowed to drink 24 minutes. It's like an MMA fight. What are they doing? Are they weight cutting? <laughs> you know, Dana White would love a bit of this. Now, I bet poor Abyss, have you seen the size of Abyss? I bet he was fucking starving. <laughs> Bless him. Ugh. And the worst thing is, Abyss's body must be shattered. So I think there's been about 25 Monsters Ball matches, and I'm sure he's been in about 24 of them. Oh. So his weight must be yo-yoing. <laughs> but anyway, enough about Weight Watchers. Um, <laughs> so, is it, so, so has he been locked in a room for every Monsters Ball in beforehand? Yeah. He spent approximately two days of his life in a room starving to death. Oh, no, it's, it's 24 what? hours before. Oh, right, yeah, 20, what am I not, 24 hours? <laughs> he spent a month of his life being locked up <laughs> in preparation for a pretty standard team. Abyss, can you believe this, Sean? Did you watch Homecoming, the pay-per-view on Sunday? Uh, I saw some of it. I then fell asleep. Abyss was in a Monsters Ball match on that show. Oh, yeah, no, I saw that, yeah. 15 over, fifth, what, 15 years later? Yeah. And he's still doing it. And he's it. still going. So anyone who thinks that bad diet can screw you over, not necessarily. Just lock yourself in a room for 24. Yeah, lock yourself in a room for 24 hours. You won't be fat after that. Um, Sorry if we've got any fat people listening, but to be fair, whatever. Anyway, so what are we on next? What are we on next, Sean? Come on, I'm losing track of it now. Uh, so as I like how 
the competitors as they're making their way down to the ring make out like the bright lights uh distracting them because they've been locked in a dark room for a day ah see i didn't i didn't notice that did they did they do that yeah they were just like that's a nice little talk like they were like shielding their eyes and stuff like that i thought it was good but then as soon as they got like three quarters of the way down the ramp they were fine yeah well at least the i didn't notice it myself as i said but at least they uh um... they tried yeah, they tried. They tried. That's what's there. It's like selling, in it, really? They might... As long as someone holds the knee for two seconds or something, if it's been worked on, yeah. we accept that as trying yeah. to sell your knee, don't we? Uh, Raven so... attacks Abyss before Monty Brown gets to the ring. Yeah. Yeah, we get a walk and brawl in the crowd. So, just up and down the stairs... People Raven has a bad landing, doesn't he, on the stairs? Yeah, uh, the back body drop. Yeah, I thought, I thought, fancy doing that on the stairs. Come on, people. But I suppose ECW guy, you get the ECW chance yeah. going on. Yeah, I, did, I caught that. ECW, ECW. Yeah, who was in East? Was it Raven that was ECW, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah? Raven was like a bit, like one of the main guys in ECW. Yeah, I'm sure I'm showing my lack of wrestling historical watching there because I didn't watch ECW back in the day and then oh and then we get um, a druid up in the rafters yeah I saw that yeah it, did we even find out who it was nope didn't find out who it was what he's there for and but you could clearly tell it was from a pre-tape as well it wasn't from the current map it wasn't live during the match yeah it was so poor Strange, and it. Well, what was the point if they're not going to show us who it is? I'm guessing they reveal it on Impact or something. Well, we'll let you tell us next week. You can fuck right <laughs> off. No chance I'm watching Impact after this. Honestly, <laughs> there's not a chance I'm watching any Impacts leading up to this. For the next show, honestly, I'm going into it eyes closed. That way, I can enjoy all these beautiful video packages. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And all these amazing minis matches. I might watch Ugh. I might watch the Go Home show. I might watch the Go Home show. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do another episode next week. Are we, is that still the plan? Yeah, still the plan. Yeah, sorted. We'll, we'll get that out there for you. So, quick segue there. Be sure to check out our episode next week. Right, back to the match. Uh, Monty Brown uh, does his pounce manoeuvre and it takes out the ref. Oh, why? Why are we having a ref bump, Sean, in a Monsters Ball match? I said exactly the same for this one and the main event. Yeah, in a Monsters Ball match and a ladder match, why are we having a ref bump? We've had the ref go down in a minis match, a Monsters <laughs> Ball match and a ladder match. And I'm guessing there was another one somewhere in there. No, there's got to be. Now, I was ranting about this, and while I've been ranting, I've just thought... Abyss hits his black hole slam after this ref bump, doesn't he? He goes to count it on Monty Brown, but there's no ref. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they might, on the next impact, I might be giving him a bit too much credit, maybe they'll go down the route of Abyss had him beat if it wasn't for the ref being down. And maybe they can move on with a Monty Brown-Abyss feud. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, It it makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, so yeah, maybe there's there was other ways round to continue the Abyss Brown stuff without having a ref bump, but I think they wanted to make Abyss look strong. Yeah. Um. 
So, obviously, we'll got we'll now after that. Now the match after this, it's a historic moment for the Impact Zone podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because at one hour forty-two minutes into the first ever TNA pay-per-view, we get the historic moment that for me it's what I think of when I think of TNA. Do you have any guess what I'm going to say, Sean? Um, no. What are you going to say? We get the first historic this is awesome bom, 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 bom. we get the chance <laughs> for the first time on a TNA <laughs> it took this is how bad this show was it took an hour and 42 minutes for these morons in the sorry I shouldn't say that for these freeloaders in the impact zone to chant this is awesome I bet they've been waiting for this opportunity the entire night but they had to wait an hour and 42 minutes. Was that once Abyss has brought out the bag of thumbtacks? And then... Yeah, that'll be it. He gets the thumbtacks out. That's it. And then, they're flying out. And then he gets put through his own tacks with a sunset yeah. powerbomb from Raven. Did you see the woman in the crowd? There's like some random like 55-year-old woman with like her hands in her face in shock at what she's said. She's there for all the big pay-per-views and all the bloody ones where there's big spots like that I'm sure of it is she I, I've never seen her before so they are, it's either her or there's there's always a number of women in the crowd who are like in shock when they see a bit of blood or something right. a little bit gory right so after where do we go after that so the thumbtacks uh, uh, we get the best thing gets taken off the apron through a table yeah from Raven yeah and then Raven gets pounced into another table in the corner. Period. And then Brown gets to win with the pounce. Yeah, I bet, I bet it hurts that pounce, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. No it, way it, it does look good. Around. It does look good, doesn't it? Monty Brown, he comes across as a star in TNA. I loved him. At this point in time, little 13-year-old me, the loser, still loser, I love Monty Brown. I thought he was great. Obviously, he might not be the best worker, but as a 13-year-old, that's not necessarily what you're looking for. He was great. I thought he was a star. And then, obviously, he went to WWE. What was he? What was his name in WWE? Uh, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus Corvon or whatever. Is that him? Yeah, you said it to me the other day. You said he he got signed with um, the WWE ECW brand. Yeah. Yeah, ECW brand, and it just bombed. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he looks exactly like Vince's sort of guy as well. He, look, he, he looks like Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I know. If you put Monty Brown from 2004 in front of Vince McMahon now, he'd be drooling. Yeah. He'd be absolutely drooling. So, yeah, so Monty Brown gets the winning Monsters Ball. How long do you think this match went, Sean? A Monsters Ball match, a big, brutal match how long eight minutes nine minutes five seconds it's not enough time i thought halfway through the match i'm thinking they're taking it home here they're going really quick with yeah. this i think it's too quick do you know what i mean for a match of that nine minutes five seconds yeah there's no long matches on the show none of them get enough time. i know i know that's the big thing you know it's different from today but i think i think russo we had the attitude didn't he that's he had the attitude of, like, the wrestling wasn't necessary. It was more about the other things. Yeah, it's more about the story rather than the in-ring. Yeah. 
So yeah, so Monty Brown wins. Um, what did you give this match, Sean? You rate. See if we can get on the same par here with this one. I gave it one and a half stars. I'm sorry, what? One and a half. One and a half stars. Yeah. Right, so you're making me, who I'm pretty miserable when it comes to wrestling. I always complain about stuff. You're giving it one. I gave it double. I gave it three stars. No, I I didn't enjoy it. It was. It, it was a. I hate hardcore matches, but it was for a hardcore match. It was. But it wasn't. It, was all it right. wasn't even a hardcore match. That's the thing. It was. What thumbtacks, tables, and they had, overhead throws on the stairs. They had two table spots. Starvation for the day. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, they got starved. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't enjoy it. Other monster ball matches that I've seen have been like a lot more intense and. This one, right. this one could have just... They didn't need to name it a Monster's Ball. They could have just named it a No Disqualification or Street Fight. Right, I see what... I can see what... One and a half stars, though. It's a bit, it's a bit low, that, mate. <laughs> it's like three out... That's like a bad match. And I wouldn't... I, personally, I didn't think it was a bad match, but each to their own. But I, th- I think, maybe, because I'd sat through that much crap, I had a nice little 10-minute match few shitty spots here and there i was happy with that there wasn't as much bullshit going on except for the fucking ref bump exactly i need to stop, i need to stop swearing my little girl might listen to this podcast one day if <laughs> she ends up what that's to be fair my little girl ever listens to this podcast i'm gonna be worried why would she ever listen to this yeah i i i, yeah. I, didn't, I just didn't enjoy the match oh what a shame what a shame i, I thought it was fine I've gone three stars, but Sean, brutal Sean, I would not want you to eat at my restaurant. <laughs> I'm the Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay over here. Big Gordon gives it one and a half stars for the first ever Monsters Ball match. Whew. Right. So, Sean, what what was next? Do we, do we, have I missed some? Because I was a bit slow with these, out of these 500 backstage segments. Yeah. I've got down... That Sean Douglas is the worst interviewer ever, as he's still trying to talk to whoever's in this damn limo. Was that next, or have I missed something? Um, I didn't get that down, but I've got with a quick recap of the TNA Fan Fest, which is like a shit access. <laughs> oh my god, Sean, did you hear what some guy said in that in that interview? Well, did, no, I didn't catch what he said. I was just I had, I had to write this down. Some poor bastard, right? He goes, I drove all the way. From New York to Orlando for this. Can you believe that he drove from New York for this show? I'm not an American. I don't know about this, but I'm guessing that's a long drive. Yeah. I've done it on a plane for WrestleMania 33, and it was about a three-hour flight. So I'm guessing it was a long way. This guy drove days to basically watch a live abortion. <laughs> Well, I'm saying it as I see it, do you know what I mean? To be fair, I'm, I'm making the most of this, Sean. I'm on the wrestling newspaper podcast. Got to try and be, like, professional or whatever. I'm not professional, but do you know what I mean? But on here, it's TNA. I can be as TNA as I want. It was an abortion, mate. The first hour and 42 minutes until we get that first This Is Awesome chant, this show was... It wasn't great, but... Anyway, go on. So back back to what you were saying about this fan interaction thing. I mean, that's all I've got. 
and then right. we get a backstage interview with uh, P.T. Williams, the X Division champ. Yeah, with Scott Demore. Yeah, uh, they're just promoting the match, but then Scott Demore goes, tells us that if Team Canada and P.T. Williams lose, that Scott Demore will leave the USA and not return to TNA. Which was stupid to tell us because for anyone with a brain that told us that Petey Williams is going to win this match. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was unnecessary. They just we didn't need to. We didn't need this, did we? It didn't need. We already had the X Division title on the line. Nobody gave a sh- shiny shite what Scott Demore was up to. Yeah. We then but, we then got another video package this time building up the X Division oh, match. Can I stop, Sean? Can I stop you, please? Right. So this video package, yeah. AJ Styles, right. I'm not joking you. On the impacts leading up to this, right, the first 30 seconds of this video package was played about four times each show. <laughs> I'm not joking you. For some reason, the advert they did like a 30-second commercial for this match three or four times on every impact show. I'm not exaggerating. It was literally three or four times. Okay. So when I heard the intro for this, I was like, are you joking me? Again? But they did like an extended version of it yeah. at this time. It was good, weren't it? It made AJ. You're watching this video package, and the first thing I'm thinking, why did Vince McMahon not sign him ages ago? People have this impression that AJ was a small guy, a small, thin guy or whatever from TNA who did a few flips. Yeah. He looks quite, not tall, but he's not small. Yeah. In no way, shape, is he small. See, I, I prefer TNA AJ to current AJ. Yeah, I know what you... Except he was in TNA, that was the only problem. But... Yeah, no, but I mean, like, his moveset, his style and stuff like that, I prefer him. Yeah. And with age, obviously, he's, like, changed it up a little bit. But yeah. he was amazing. Some of the moves he's doing, I'm thinking, wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a shame he cut how fast he moves as well. It's pretty incredible, really. So, yeah, it was a great, great video package for this match. It gave us, like, a big feel to this match, didn't it? It was a first-time ever match. Yeah. These two were probably two of the... Back in the day, Petey Williams doesn't really get spoken about these days. But I remember as a kid thinking that Petey Williams was a great wrestler, but... Oh, that's, that, that Canadian Destroyer. When I, well, first time I saw that, I was like, what the fuck is that? That's brilliant. Sean, I was literally... How did the... I don't... I'm, I know I'm a bit of a wrestling gate noob. Like, I don't know how to wrestle or whatever, but I still don't get how he does it. I'll, I'll tell you after the show. We don't want to. Tell me after we don't show. want to spoil kayfabe. We don't want to spoil kayfabe. Honestly, I just don't get it. I was watching the replay of it, and I was like, "What just happened?" My eyes, like my eyes, are just too thick to realize what's going on. <laughs> um, but yeah. So as we said, AJ, why did WWE not sign him earlier? The man is a star. He comes out and for the first time on this show, obviously, except Monty Brown, but even more so, AJ is the man. Yeah. Why, Sean? Was I know later on it might have been. Right now, if you're trying to build this 2004 TNA, AGA is your main event star. The show's focused around him because even if you don't know him, as soon as you watch him, you're going to be glued. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. I can't speak highly enough about how great AJ was here. Oh, I've just had a text. One of my mates has just messaged me, Sean. Can you lend me some money till Monday so I can pay my phone bill? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> What, uh, sorry, I know it's off topic, but what am I? What am I to people? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so AJ, AJ is a star. <coughs> sorry about that. 
So, Sean, listen to this, right? Petey Williams, guess where he won this belt? Where? Well, how? Guess how he wins this belt. Don't know. He won this belt in a 20-man gauntlet match from three months ago. Fuck off. Thank God we did not have to watch that. But at least it was for something, though, not just the X Cup. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Not just the cup. Damn it, he's won the cup. Who cares? Shut up. See ya. So, yeah, so do you want to talk us through some of the, something about this match, Sean? Some of the moves in this match? Uh, it was a it was a good back and forth start to the match. Nice fast paced. They had the, great start, wasn't it? Yeah, they had the standoff. Um, like they do as well. That's the phone ringing. We'll just ignore that. I thought that was my phone. Then. <laughs> I thought who's ringing me now? We'll let that. I start. thought it was me, mate, asking for some money for this phone bill. <laughs> I thought is he taking the bit? Nah, they're gone. Um, we get a nice suicide dive over the top from AJ. He, they did it on the, the smaller side of the ring as well, where there's not much room between the guard rail. And I, I thought that was quite good how he managed to... Yeah, it was good that, wasn't it? Yeah. He managed to control it and not overshoot. It was a crazy opening to the match, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Really good stuff. It got you hooked from the start. Um, I tell you what was strange. Did you see AJ hitting the phenomenal forearm? He hits it. They just call it a flying forearm, and it's just like a random throwaway move for a two count in yeah. the middle of the match. Whereas now it's like that's AJ's finisher. Yeah. So he hit that, and I'm thinking a bit early, but Mike Tanay's like, oh, he hits the flying forearm, and that's it. Uh, yeah. So this match, it was great, weren't it, Sean? Yeah. Let's not. No. We can't get into all the moves that they do, but they really have great chemistry together. It's going really well. Enjoy. I'd recommend this match, to be honest, yeah. to people. If you're going to watch anything out of this show, make sure you don't watch the Gauntlet match. Watch this Petey Williams-AJ Styles match. It's really fun. If anything, it was too short. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, too I short will... and too much interference. Yeah, we've got Scott Damore. We're about seven minutes in, and that's when Damore really starts to interfere. AJ, AJ has him beat. Did you see that bit? I was fuming at this point. AJ has him beat. The ref counts one. The ref counts two. If the ref goes to count three, and he looks up and stops and goes off and shouts at Scott Demore to get him off the apron. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just count the three count. But that doesn't happen. Um, what next? The hockey stick's in the ring at some point. At this point, I think he... Scott Demore throws the hockey stick to Petey Williams. Yeah, he throws the it's... hockey stick. The hockey stick gets taken off him. He then uses the title belt to then hit AJ. And that's how he gets to... Uh, no, that's not how he gets to win, is it? Kicks out at two, doesn't he? Yeah. Kicks out at two with a belt shot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They could have just finished it then, really, couldn't they? If they were trying to do it by screw job. Yeah. But kicks out at two. AJ and, AJ and Petey end up on the top rope. Damore's pulling at AJ's leg. Clear disqualification. This awful referee just has another quiet word with Damore, and that leads to the finish, Sean. Yeah, which was a drop-down Canadian destroyer, which... Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it looked fucking brutal. Square on his head. Yeah, it was honestly a great spot. It was really... It really gave it... Do you know what I mean? If they just cut out that minute and a half of Scott Demore interfering, this would have been. It'd have been a great match. Yeah. You know, it was a short up, but 
even it even, even with the sa- even with the same time, if they just left the interference, yeah. even if they just had it the interference at the end there, you know they could have done something where Demore had AJ's leg while he was on the top rope, and that's how he then got got distracted for the Canadian destroyer. That would have been yeah. fine, but it was just too what much and too little. Yeah, so it, it it was a really good match. It was great pacing, but it, we could have done with a bit more time and less bullshit. We didn't need it, did we, in this match? No. Nah, do you know what I mean? Just let him go out there and do it. But what what did you give it, Sean? What did you give it on this Booking.com rating scale? I gave it three stars. Three stars. I, I would have given it more, but it's because there was too much interference in the match. I wouldn't like to be your girlfriend, Sean, because you must be very hard to please, my friend. <laughs> Three stars. Three stars. I, that, you rated it the same as I rated Monsters Ball. What did you give I, it? I, I gave it three and a half stars, right? And when I, I felt terrible. I thought they deserve more than three and a half stars. This was a memorable match. Well, but the, in, my, in, my notes, it. in my notes, I've actually got two and a half, but I've upped it to three. Wow, I'm gonna have to st- next show. Trust me, I'm gonna. I my gimmick is that I am the stingiest, angriest person in the filth footy and wrestling group chat. <laughs> I'm not having. I'm not having you undercutting me with these scores. <laughs> yeah, but the next show is gonna be amazing. They're all gonna be five star classics. And- yeah. Well, we'll see about that. Yeah. Three and a half stars for me. Dave Meltzer gives it three and three quarter stars. Yeah, I'm just oh. I'm just a bit more critical than Dave. You must have been pissed off. What? Did you, did you had a bad day? Uh, when did I watch it? Yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think I was in work when I was watching it. Was uh, I? Ah, see. Maybe. I'd finished work. I was watching it. Tucked up in bed with a nice cup of tea. So I was probably in a better mood maybe than you. Yeah, I was in work. I had a I had a wake in here. They'd been in here since twelve o'clock. And they left at half past eleven last night. I'm sorry, so you had a wake in your pub? Yeah. And I'm... No wonder you were feeling down. And so I... you've just had to be there for a wake where people are going to be depressed about one of the family members dying. And then straight after it, you're forced to watch a TNA pay-per-view. Oh, I'm watching the TNA during the wake. Because it's that dead. Oh, oh excuse the pun. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean, 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 I don't think we can go there in 2019, mate. 2001, we could go deep, but 2019. Oh. I'd ask that. I'd ask what um, gender the person was, but we're not meant to do that anymore, no. are we? Anyway, it was, so, it was gender neutral. Gender neutral, aren't we all? Right, three and a half stars for that match, Sean. The TNA Impact Zone. The leader of this show, the leader of the Stains Massive, has gone three stars. Right, Sean. Next, we had AMW versus Triple X. You can start us off with this. What did you think of this match? And then I will obliterate it. (laughs) Uh, I thought the video package did a good build-up for it, telling us why they're in this blood feud, which then equals into a... Last team standing elimination match. 
a last team standing elim sorry I was just shutting my door then a last team standing elimination match so for people like me who don't have a clue what this match is like the TNA audience that watched this match didn't have a clue what it was I didn't have the a clue the reason this match is it's elimination so you're eliminated not when you've been pinned but when you receive a pin count you then have 10 seconds to make the count of 10 if you don't you're eliminated and Sean, I'm going to take over it because I'm pissed off, right? So, crack on. What happens is, yeah, you get guys taking a pinfall, yeah, and then standing up. So, in this match, Christopher Daniels, he takes two, maybe three pinfalls in this match. Why? Why do we need Christopher Daniels to take? Why do we need your guys to take this many pinfalls during a match? I didn't count how many pinfalls there was, but it was just a stupid match. We're two minutes into. Everyone knows AMW Triple X in 2004 was probably the biggest TNA feud. It's the it's one of the, the feuds you think of when you think of this opening period. Next, they have that. You've, I can't remember the match. I might watch it back and it's awful. They have a historic match at the next show. Spoiler alert. Don't care, right? So, here, why is Christopher Daniels getting pinned in two minutes? Why? I'm not a fan of this at all. It, to me, this match is the worst match I've ever seen. Yep, I'm going that far. It's the worst match I've ever seen. Some guy, some guy in the crowd, did you hear him, Sean? He screams at the top of his voice. He goes, take it home. <laughs> he literally shouted, take it home, about five minutes in. I'll let you talk through what happens in the opening. Well, just talk about what happens in the match, and I'll pick up where I left off. Uh, yeah, so like I said, Daniels gets pinned two or three times first before he gets eliminated there's no no he didn't he doesn't get eliminated first does he i don't know sean <laughs> i was fuming at this point uh, i'm just waiting for you to go through this so i can get to the finish because i'm itching to get into this uh yeah so daniel eliminates james storm first when he after he hits him in the knee with a steel chair so he can't stand up uh, we get a BME best moonsault ever missed onto Harris and then Daniels is out after that there's not much going on in the match is there nope do you want to know why that is why is that because it's the worst match ever <laughs> not having anything right do you want me to just skip right through to the end yeah go on right so we're left we've got is it Chris Harris from AMW? We've got Elix Skipper from Triple X. They call him Primetime. To me, it's fucking Elix Skipper, right? But Elix Skipper, Chris Harris left, right? And the finish is Chris Harris hitting his finishing move onto a chair. At least we think it's the finish, right? So Chris Harris hits his finisher on Skipper onto the chair. The ref counts one. The ref counts two. Elix Skipper kicks out. The ref counts three. So, Elix Skipper kicks out and the ref counts three. I don't know. Was this not the planned finish? I'm guessing that wasn't the case. Elix Skipper, did he get confused? Did he kick out at two thinking it wasn't the finish? Nobody knows. So, the crowd are all confused. Before this, they were already chanting, boring and booing the match. I was fuming watching this. This, is to me, is not professional wrestling. It's not professional. Skipper kicks out at two, as we said. The ref counts three. So, Freeman Skipper has just kicked out. We've just watched him kick out. He then lies down for a 10 count. So he was able to kick out at two, but he stays down for a 10 count. So he kicks out at two. He's not able to get up at the count of 10. 
awful, awful stuff. This is a terrible match. Do not watch this match. Do not go back and watch it. AMW win the match in 10 minutes 53. Sean, I'm not going to ask you what you've rated this first. I'm going to tell you what I rated it as. Dud, dud, dud. Lucky it wasn't minus five stars. <laughs> I don't have those sort of matches in the system for me. The lowest rankings are dud, but this was the lowest dud you'll ever see. No matter what people complain about WWE at the moment, you will not see anything like this. This was awful. Sean, I dare you to rate this higher than two stars. <laughs> Over to you. I gave it two and a half. Are you joking? No, I gave it two and a half stars. Right, that's it. I'm off. Headphones are coming off. <laughs> Even the room. I, you, you text me about the botched finish where Skipper kicked out. I then went back after I'd done my notes and watched that finish. And I actually, I, I did see him kick out on the second time. So it, it that didn't make sense, but. You didn't notice it the first time? No, I was probably writing something down. You're probably watching this wake unfold. <laughs> oh, Sean, seriously, it was ter- It was, was it, am I over-exaggerating it? Oh, I was just, It definitely he kicks out. Yeah, but that, that, that could have just been miscommunication or something like well, that. Well, miscommunication on the finish of the match. Surely they must talk this stuff through. Do you know what I mean? And it, it must, it was a big deal, clearly, because halfway through the next match... Don West brings up during the main event title match that in the last match, Skipper was hospitalised and he was so badly injured, he was having a fit. He didn't actually mean to kick out. He was just having a fit in the ring. Is that what they said? Yeah, that is what they oh, said. No, they used a, they used a, like, a medical term for the word <laughs> having a fit, but I couldn't remember what it was. So it's having... They just said he was having a fit. Oh. So... Well, you've, you've clearly never seen Starcade 97 for botched finishes do you know what I think I have was this where Hogan faced Savage no it was Hogan versus Sting yeah Hogan versus Sting I've watched it I've watched it yeah it was bad yes can't remember exactly what happened but I made the mistake I looked the card on paper for that show was great yeah and I thought I'm gonna watch that show it looks good I watched it I thought I ain't watched WCW since it's it's, that's the best build up they've ever done but they fucked the finish yeah, I can't remember what actually happened in the fucked finish. Uh, it was supposed to be a fast three count for Hogan to get the win, but Hogan told the ref through during the match to not do the fast count. So ref did a normal count, and then Brett came out saying, "Oh no, you did a fast count. I'm going to restart the match." But. There was no fast count. It was just literally a normal one, two, three. So they restarted the match and then Sting won. But it was fucked. That sounds about right. Some Sean, yes. someone's at my door, right? We don't. We'll, we'll edit this out. Yeah. Do you just want to talk about something? Do you know what I mean? To do with this? To uh, do? Just I'll, I'll talk about. I'll, just... I'll talk about the finish where they came out and attacked him. Yeah, you talk about that finish. I'm just going to go and check who's at my door. I bet it's Amazon. Back in a sec. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, and then we, after the match, which the, it was a dead finish to the match, I think. Christopher Daniels then comes back out and starts to attack Chris Harris with a chair. James Storm comes out to try and make a bit of a save. And Triple X just 
annihilate them with chairs to the point where they're in the middle of, middle of the ring and they handcuff and they handcuff Triple X to each other. Uh, no, they handcuff AMW to each other. Start beating with the chairs a bit more, and then we get the security come out and kick Triple X out of the ring. I'm back, Sean. Wee. Perfect. Yeah, I walked outside then with my headphones on, yeah? I'm in my hoodie and all the builders outside doing next door must have thought, look at that, look. I've got my big window cleaning van part right outside the <laughs> house. They must think, these window cleaners, what do they actually do? I'll leave it at about half 10, 11 every day and I'm finished for about four. Anyway, sorry, what are you talking I just, I, I was talking to the guy and I, all I heard was AMW a handcuffed or something. I thought, hey, <laughs> right on in there. Go on, so go on, carry on. Yes, yeah, so, no, I just finished talking about like the triple X attack after the match. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. So. I, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't really remember actually much of that because I was that mad <laughs> about what I'd already seen. So. Uh, so was there anything backstage after this leading into the main event that I'm gonna miss? Um. Yeah. So we get a Jeriff backstage interview. Pretty standard, and then we get. Mike Tanay in the ring to announce the winner of the DOA vote. Do you know I've not even took any notes about that. I've just got Dusty Rhodes is the winner and then he cut a waffling promo. Yeah, they just sort of cut out, didn't they? Like, it was just basically, it was like killing off Vince Russo yeah. without making a big deal of it. Because believe it or not, that is actually the last time we'll see Vince Russo. He left TNA after the show. Oh, okay. That was it. Yep, that was it. That was the official. He was gone. He wouldn't return until 2006 when he comes back as a booker. But yeah, so oh, so this was the last Russo show. So maybe the next show might be a little bit better. Maybe. Probably not. Mm, well, Dusty announces we get a rematch from that AMW X classic we've just witnessed at Turning Point. Hopefully they make up for that piece of shit, which I believe they do. So anything else? Does Dusty say anything else? Uh, no, I didn't even catch anything that he said. It was just waffle all the way through. Yeah, not much is going on there. Um, yeah, so next we have your main event of the first ever TNA pay-per-view. Sean's eating a packet of crisps in the background. <laughs> we will forgive him for that. It's Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. NWA title. Take it away, Sean. Oh, the, the fans were behind Hardy as soon as he came out. Yeah, he, he comes out to that real sesh monster music, doesn't he? Well, real sesh yeah. monster. How good is Jeff Jarrett's theme music? <laughs> what? That, that, was what my, that? that was my impression. So we're, we're, what was your impression? We're, we're in cut, we'll cut that out. I ain't cutting that. Out. <laughs> I thought you just killed the cat. <laughs> I like how uh, yeah, Jeff. I like how Jeff just decides to run up both ramps and get the ladders in the match before they even start. Yeah. He's thinking, oh, I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna get a good head start here. I'll get, I'll get the I ladders actually, in. I actually thought, Sean, really, for 2004, it was a very like a professional. The first ten minutes, it wasn't full of spots. They just beat each other up with the ladder. Yeah. There isn't anything crazy. It's just like they sat 
Jeff sandwiches Jeff in between the ladder, things like that. Yeah. I thought it was real professional. It was how you'd imagine, say, a Jeff Jarrett ladder match to be more so than a Jeff Hardy match. I think Jeff does a good job of sort of controlling and raiding in Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, they have a really, really good... I really enjoyed the ten, opening 10 minutes of this match. Yeah, it, it wasn't... Um, like I said, it wasn't spot after spot. It was just using the ladder in the match. Yeah. They're telling a good story... And I really enjoyed it. And then what happened, Sean? What do we get? The theme of this show. We get a ref bump in a ladder match. No, it wasn't enough we get one in a Monsters Ball. It wasn't enough we get one in a Minis match. We must get one in this ladder match because we all love ref bumps. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did the ref get bumped? Did it even play into effect? No, it, 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 did, it, it, it did nothing for the match. I'm just hoping that the ref was in the wrong place as Hardy went over the top rope. Yeah, so we're hoping that there was bad positioning on this TNA show, which wouldn't be hard to believe. Yeah. So next, we have Scott Hall coming out, don't we, Sean? Yeah, Scott Hall comes out. He attacks Hardy. Um, and then we get... I've got down the Joey Mercury spot. Oh, yeah. I haven't written this down, actually, but I remember this. The slingshot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Bank. If Jeff Jarrett knew what that move could do and would do <laughs> about 18 months later, he would have definitely missed it even more than he already did because the ladder was nowhere near Jarrett's yeah. face, was it, he, when he showed the replay? Jarrett definitely knew to stand in the middle of the feet. So there was no... Jeff, he ain't stupid. <laughs> <coughs> But yeah, so he stood in the middle of the thing, did you say? Yeah, he... not to stand in the middle of the ring. Yeah, and then yeah, good positioning there, Jeff boy. Uh... The next thing that I remember was uh, Jeff and well, Jeff and Jeff, Jarrett and Hardy are on that giant ladder outside the ring. Yeah, on that twenty foot sort of ladder. Falls over. Yeah, Jarrett. Crashes onto Scott Hall. Jarrett purposely pushes it over. Yeah. And then Hall... They both straight on the stage. Yeah, and Hall gets the whole ladder on his head. Yeah. And then we get back in the ring, don't we? And what happens? This is where the match falls apart a little bit. Oh, and... the botched sunset flips. Yeah. Now, have you seen the replay to this? No, I didn't see the replay. Right, I watched it a few times, right? And it looked, I bet, from your first view, as if you're thinking it's Jeff's fault. What? It wasn't. What one? I, I watched it. Both of them. The first one, he flips yeah, over. No, what, what Jeff? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Hardy flips over. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually does everything right. It's Jarrett who doesn't fall off the ladder. He makes enough contact. Hardy makes enough contact to Jarrett yeah. to fall. And for some reason, Jarrett doesn't. The crowd are chanting, you fucked up. So then what did he do? They botched a spot, just move on. They should have just moved on, shouldn't they? Yeah. Instead, they he tried to do it from the ring to the outside. And they botched it again. Yeah. He botched it again. Jeff goes... Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, <laughs> Hardy goes for the flip over. And he he makes enough contact on Jarrett, but Jarrett stops himself from falling. I thought, is Jarrett deliberately doing this? All right, two seconds. Uh, hang on. Actually... The clean is coming. Do you want me to carry on talking? Yeah, go on. Yeah, so Jarrett, it, it looks like to me like he deliberately, he deliberately doesn't fall for Jeff. Oh, I might. What? 
Have you heard this Cockney slang that's going on, lads? So anyway, so while Sean's away, I hope you're all enjoying this podcast. It's probably not the most professional. It's just two friends having a bit of a laugh, having a chat about this TNA pay-per-view. So I hope you're enjoying it, really. I'm going to use this as a quick plug. Follow us at WrestleNewsPAPR. Follow us at TNA Impact underscore pod. Follow the podcast. Support the podcast. Sean's still not back. I think this is the clean about it. For people who don't know, Sean is like the manager at a pub. So he's been doing this podcast at the pub before it opened. And I think his clean has just arrived. Perfect timing. Are you there, Sean? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here, Dan. I'm here. Are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I was just doing a few quick plugs, talking to our beautiful audience. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about the flip dads where the Jarrett, is he deliberately doing this? He probably wasn't, but yeah. that was what I was thinking. How can you get two wrong in a row? Well, I'm going to say it was, um, like I said, pro- it was probably Jarrett's fault because he, he might not have taken them bumps before. But. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, should have took these bumps a lot better. He's Jeff Jarrett. He's professional. However, Scott Hall is back up. I think that's the next thing. And Jeff Hardy delivers a twist of fate and a swanton bomb to Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then what, what happens? That? Kevin Nash's music hits. And he comes out in his pyjamas. Yeah. What is he wearing? What is he wearing? These idiots. What are they actually wearing? So they come out. And obviously the tease before was Nash's with Hardy. You know that's not the case. They didn't even try to sell us that's the case, did they? No. Jer- uh, Nash Nash just came out with two guitars. The commentator's like, oh, yeah. well, one's for Hardy, one's for Nash. No. One's for Hall, one's for Nash. Yeah, so they batter Jeff Hardy onto the ladder and then Jeff Jarrett delivers a brutal guitar shot right over the head he falls Jeff Hardy falls off the ladder Jarrett gets the strap Jeff Jarrett retains your NWA title and the crowd are going crazy aren't they they're eating this alive yeah yeah do you want to talk us through what happens after the match uh yeah so after the match we get Nash issuing an open challenge to the locker room saying that there's no one there that's going to phase him. We get AJ Styles come out onto the challenge. He attacks him for a little bit. I'm just going to call them the NWO. Because that's what they are. They, They're the outsiders. They're Hall and Nash. They're the outsiders, Sean. The outsiders. We're TNA marks now. The outsiders. And then the three live crew come out. To try and make the save, and then we cut back to outside to the limo, and we see someone step out of the limo. Sean, tell your cleaner to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps making a noise. Anyway, yeah. So the limo pulls up. Who is it? Who did you think it was going to be? I knew that this person made an appearance oh. early TNA, but I didn't know it was now. See, I thought it was Sting. I thought it was Sting at first as well, with the when long. The lights went out. I yeah. thought it was Sting. Lights went out with the long leather, 
I thought, oh, it's, it's, it's got to be Sting coming out. But it's not. Who is it? It's the star of the Superman... It's not Superman, the Spider-Man movie. It is the one, the only, Randy Savage. Now, I have not watched much Randy Savage. I only started watching wrestling in 2000, so... Not seen much of him. What I have seen, obviously, was great. I've watched a bit of WCW from 95, 96, where he was quite good. So, yeah, I'm sure you're a big Randy Savage fan, Sean, being Mr. WCW. Yeah. I... Yeah, so Savage makes his appearance, comes out of the limo. He made, with that terrible remix of his music. Yeah. And what happens, Sean? He's making his way to the ring. What do you think happens? Nothing. Nothing. The pay-per-view is over. Mike Tenay thanks us for tuning in. Don West probably says something stupid. And that's it. Uh, he tells us to join him for Turning Point next month, for Impact next week. And that was it, folks. Yeah. The pay-per-view was over. I've, I've got down whose side is he on, playing off the yeah. Hulk Hogan 96 turn. But is he with Nash and Hall, or is he with AJ? I think he's with AJ. If I remember correctly, I think that might be what happened. But why didn't they? Why didn't they have Savage attack Holden National? Yeah, and I then know. and then cut the and then cut it. They went for the whole cliffhanger thing, didn't they? And yeah. I'm not sure if that was the best idea. But so anyway, so Jeff Jarrett wins to retain the NWA title in 18 minutes 37. I thought it was a very good. I really enjoyed the opening 10, 12 minutes. It all went a little bit downhill with the interference, but it was like entertaining interference, weren't it? Yeah, it was. It was you couldn't take your eyes off it. Yeah, exactly. It was good. Did, did you see the bit by the way where Nash gets on the mic and he said that the only reason Jeff Hardy's face paint is green yeah. is because he was stood next to him in the <laughs> urinal before the show and he's green with envy. Yeah. Main event of the show and Kevin Nash is trying to tell someone he's got a bigger penis than him. <laughs> Typical Kevin Nash. <laughs> Whenever I hear Kevin Nash's name, I just think of that CM Punk promo where he says that he gets a text message off his sister Charlene and it reads, Kevin Nash, WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> that, was, that was bizarre, that SummerSlam 2011. But yeah, that's for another day. We're talking about TNA. So, Sean, what did you give this match? I gave this... I think you're going to be lower than me, because I enjoyed it. I gave it three and a half stars. Oh, exactly the same as me. Yeah, it was a a good match, good main event, good finish. You got got the botch in there, but you can pass it over, so... Yeah, it was was like a memorable, weren't it? Yeah. Say in a year's time... Do you know what I mean? If your girlfriend allows you to go to WrestleMania and I say, do you remember that first TNA <laughs> show we reviewed? <laughs> that first TNA show we reviewed. Do you remember the Jarrett Hardy match? We'd be able to remember bits from it, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was, so it was good. It, yeah, so this sort of... It, made, it it sort of made you interested in the next pay-per-view. Yeah. In a way. You, so you I wanted to see where the whole Savage thing was going, where this whole Hall and Nash situation was going... So it, yeah. it was good. It was it was a nice ending to an overall abortion of a show. So, do you know what I mean? We're, next week we're going to be back reviewing Turning Point. Um, overall, Sean, what would you say? I want you to rate this pay-per-view. You can either give it a 0, a 1, a 2, a 3, a 4, or a 5. So where would you rank it if you had to? Uh, 
the second half of the show was definitely better than the first half. Definitely. Hands down. But I think the first half overshadows the second half. If you yeah. if you go if you was to go back and be like, oh yeah, it had a shit minis match, it had a shit eight man tag match, it had a sloppy women's match. So I'd probably have to give it a two. A two? Two, yeah. I'm not having that. I'm giving it a one. <laughs> Honestly, nah, I'm not having that shot. No way. We had an alright main event. What's all that crackling? We had an alright main event. We had an alright uh, Pete Williams, AJ Styles match. But apart from that, I'm... if a show for me has two duds on it and then a couple of one star, two star matches, it can do one. One star show, not one star, one out of five show for me. You've gone for two. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go through my match rating for the show just to summarise. So we had a two star and a quarter match, a one star match, a dud, a two star match, a one star match, three star match, three and a half, another dud, three and a half. It's not getting more than one star for me. Yeah, it, 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 it wasn't a great show, wait. They they should have done better. They should have, especially in the first half, had more build up for actual yeah. relevant matches. Given AJ and Petey more time with less interference. Sean is the cleaner scrubbing the table, so I'm getting a real noise. <coughs> no, he's all got, he's in the other room. Oh, well, I don't know what it is then. No, he's coming through. All right. All right. I bet you think. I bet you thinking what this guy must be wondering. What I'm. Why am I talking about a random? <laughs> Wrestling pay per view from 2004. <coughs> oh. Yeah, you, you collect them glasses, son. Um, yeah, so I can tell Sean you're about to start work, so we'll probably wrap this up. It's the first show. Yep. Um, I enjoyed it, I thought it went alright. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't well, it went bad, yeah. Yeah, for a first show, I'd say we'll work on the audio being better. We'll, the shows will be better, but. I don't feel like I should have to tell you they're going to be better. This show, it was a damn good podcast. If you don't like it, you're clearly a TNA fan, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this unless you're just fans of us. So if you're a TNA fan, you can't criticise our show. It was a nice show. I enjoyed it. We reviewed the show. I hated this pay-per-view overall. I thought it was terrible. Um, what are you doing today, Sean? Are you working? Yeah, working today. Going to start working Wait, about it, yeah. in about ten minutes. Ten minutes. I'm going to go upstairs, buy my clothes, and I am window cleaning for the next five hours. But yeah. So, what's your last thing you've got to say, Sean? Anything you want to plug, talk about? Uh, no, not really. Let's just hope the next show is better than this one. Ah, uh, yeah. The pay per view needs to be better. Yeah. We don't need to be better, but the pay per view no, needs to be better. Definitely. We've got that great that main event to look forward to, the six sides of steel. So that's it. Do you want to say bye to everyone, Sean? Yep. See you guys. See you next week. Yep. So that's it. The first show of the Impact Zone podcast is over. We've reviewed TNA Victory Roll 2004. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Follow me on Twitter at wrestle newspaper just search wrestling newspaper podcast to find us search sean on twitter impact zone podcast T- the twitter handle i think is tna impact underscore pod follow us give this podcast a five star rating subscribe share the podcast we're here for the long haul 
until one of us quits if the TNA shows get that bad. Tune in, we're on the start of a journey. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'm Daniel, I'm a guest host. See you later, Sean. Have a good day, mate. See you guys. Let me have a swig of me coffee. Right, we'll go in a sec. Give me two seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, <coughs> and welcome. Oh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking hell.